This is not just another fitness podcast. Why? I touch on subjects that not only have I experienced, but most likely you or a person you know has probably experienced it as well. I created the Me Movement on the mic to provide you with relatable content and information on areas of movement, mindset and health. I'm on a mission to help you filter through life, to help you break free of the fitness stereotypes and embrace you while still enjoying a gelato or two. So join me, Sally, and let's get this episode started. I only wanted to see you laughing in that purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. That was Purple Rain by Prince and that was recommended by my next amazing guest. She is not only a personal trainer, but she's an amazing person. She's a mum. She's had multiple careers spanning over the years from a research scientist, uh, a business owner, but she's just amazing. Please enjoy my next guest, Pam Lee. Hello, Pam. How Hello, are you? Sally. Good. How are you? I was just talking to Pam and complaining that I was on the phone to Centrelink for an hour, but we're trying to change the energy levels now. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. You know, things we have to do for our older parents. Yeah. It's and just it's just one of those days. Life. Yeah. One of those days. Tell me about you. Tell me about your day. How are you going? And where are you? Well, I live in. Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Uh, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> um, I love it, uh, although I don't really love winter months, but it's, uh, it's doable. Um, what would you like to know? Like, like um, I met Sally at a fitness, uh, um, I guess, marketing course, you know, trying to do the thing to increase, you know, our sales and increased client base and things like that um, was, a, was a fun journey. Um, so, yeah, I'm a personal trainer, health and wellness coach. I have been for eight years. Prior to that, I um, had a, a small business with my husband. Um, we used to own a news agency out at the western suburbs. Um and prior to that, I was a um, research scientist. So I've had quite a few um, career changes, I guess. Um, but what I do now is I'm most passionate about and I love it. Um, I get to change people's lives. I get to see them get healthy, fit, strong, um, and it, it, gives me a buzz because that's that's my whole mantra at the moment. I love it. And I love how you, there's, there's almost like these little mini transformations in your little journey here, you know, news <laughs> agency, research <laughs> scientists. Um, and if people um, obviously can't see Pam, she looks great. Oh, thanks. I'm not going to even ask how old you are, Pam, but you look great. You always oh, look you, great. You can guess. You I don't always, mind. I don't get always, offended. Hey, like I'm just gonna say, I don't know if anyone's gonna like this. I don't know if I'm gonna edit it later. But Asians age gracefully. Asians <laughs> and wogs, maybe Asians a little bit more. You just, just, you know, you look like you're 18. Come on now. Oh, thanks. Oh my god, I love you. 
seriously. I Whenever I see Pam online, she's pumping out those weights. And then I'm like, did you just lift that? And I'm like, gee up to the gym. I got to, I got, I got to like, you know, no, I'm not going to outdo her, but I just got to push. And it's like, man, if she's pushing that hard, you know, like I need to push a little bit more secretly. <laughs> yeah. Look, so age to me is just a number. Yeah. You've got to defy it as much as you can, I guess. And, you know, you have to have the right mindset uh, to do it. I guess that's really important. Um, and secondly, secondly is nutrition. And then once you've got those two, you know, together, um, fueling your body and your mind, um, then the rest you've just got to commit and do it. Um, and then also, I guess, having goals to achieve is is important if you have goals to achieve that. And as much as I'm a coach, a coach always needs a coach. Not one, but two, but three. It doesn't matter. I don't know everything and I don't want and I don't say that I know everything. Um, I coach my clients through experience um, and my coaches are the same. So I guess, yeah, looking back at I've had lots of different coaches and I guess you get to know who you gel with, who you, um, you know, um, I guess, yeah, pretty much gel with and they know you, they understand you and vice versa. I've had good ones and I've had crappy ones, but, you know, that's life and that's, I guess, um, makes you grow in, yeah, in definitely. that respect. So how did you get this way? Were you always born this way? Because you sound like you got everything <laughs> down pat, you know what I mean? You got the, um, the, 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 the I'm going to call it the smarts because research science sounds very, very, very intense. <laughs> You know, you've got the, the fitness, you've got the looks, you've got the nutrition. Um, how did you, how did that happen? How did you get into that mindset? Was there um, like a pivotal point? I think, yeah, look, I think everything happens for, for a reason. Um, so, I'll, okay, so let's go back a little bit. High school was lots of partying not much studying <laughs> so high school um, wow high school yeah that's a long time ago so you know there's so much emphasis on my kids like you know doing well in their vce and um getting good marks so you can go to uni and things wait, like Pam, that wait wait you got kids too yes i have a 19 year old and a 16 year old <laughs> oh my goodness i knew that but i just wanted to highlight yeah, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they you can definitely calculate how old I am now. Um, anyway, so like, so back then when I did it was HSC, so partied hard, not really concentrated um, on studying that much because you know the people that I hung around with was like that. Too much of my parents' dislike, I guess, as you know, being Asian, you know, you've got to be a lawyer or a doctor or you know, a surgeon preferably, a dentist. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> love I it. None of those. Um, so high school was just, to me, was just one big party. And I guess from that you learned that, you know, it wasn't be all and end all. Um, I still went to uni and then that's when the doors actually opened. I fell in love with the course that I was doing uh, and I excelled in it because, um, I really loved what I was doing. I think that's the most important thing. You've got to be passionate and love what you're doing. 
so that you understand what you're doing and also then you do that little bit, like put in that much more effort um, in doing it. Um, so I studied applied chemistry at RMIT and the, in my final year, um, that's when peak of recession happened um, and I reckon I applied for over 200 jobs and there was just nothing out there, nothing at all. It was so tough. Um, but in saying that, um, then it steered me off to another course. So couldn't find any work. So I thought, well, I'll just continue studying. What else is there to do? You know, and uh, at the time, uh, my lecturers, you know, actually encouraged it. Um, so then I went on um, and did my master's um, in applied chemistry. And then at the end of that, my research was doing so well that I got funding to do another couple of years and then um, transfer that over to a PhD. So that's my, I guess, tertiary education um, thing. And during that time, I reckon that was the best time of my life um, in terms of uh, learning and also earning money at the same time. So I was, you know, tutoring um, as well as doing debt practice demonstrations and that's that was amazing as a student like you know you're studying but you're getting an income um, and you're able to be independent so that was amazing um, then I came out and started working as an industrial chemist um, for a couple of years but I actually didn't really like that side of things um, back in those days it was very male dominated um, in the science field that I was at um, so it was really tough, but and I guess through that, um, my body actually takes on stress differently. So some people they binge eat and they put on weight. I internalize it, so I don't bring it home. I don't, I, and I'm not a very emotional person, so I don't, you know, talk about it. So I internalize it. So what happened was my immune system was so down that I actually got shingles at Whoa. the age of 29. <laughs> That you get shingles these days. Uh, old people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> old people's disease. <laughs> or if you're on a – wait, that's scurvy on the boat, yeah? Sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, – yeah, so I got shingles at the age of 29 um, and that was – that was just really scary because that was my body breaking down and due to the stress from work – um, and work was really good about it. They actually sent me to a, back then, I don't know, maybe a social worker or like a, a, a someone that you can talk to in regards to your professional career and what's going on. So it turns out that from those meetings that I had was the fact that the stress of the work, as a scientist, you need to be publishing papers and things like that. And the work that I did, my supervisors would take on the glory and not you know mention name like add me to the papers that they were like even though I did all the groundwork um write up the papers they stick their name on it but my name doesn't get added and as a scientist that's like that's the ultimate um betrayal Trail. because yeah because yeah, mm. like I put in all this work anyway that went on and it stewed on and stewed on so then I just got so sick. I just physically fell apart. So um, after that, I resigned 
and um, just had to nurse myself back. Um, I was in bed for three months with the shingles. It was so, so painful. I would not wish that upon anybody. Um, And, yeah, so it took three months like I was just in bed and then after that I reckon it took six to nine months before I was fully recovered. Um, And I guess that's the way my body reacted to that. And then since then, you know, then um, got married, had children, worked, you know, in, um, in, in a news agency with my husband. Um, and then that's towards then, that's when I um, fell in love with fitness. Um, I actually saw a photo of myself um, in Queensland with my kids and went, oh, my God, <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Like I let myself go because, like, I was really active you know, played lots of sports, you name it. The only thing I can't do is swim because <laughs> nearly mm. drowned when I was little. So I'm very, uh, so I didn't learn how to swim properly until my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just got got into the whole fitness, like a, a, a flyer came into my letterbox regarding boxing. Um, and so I joined up the group um, and never looked back. And then from then, I uh, fell in love with CrossFit um, and then the journey just went and then it was at the boxing gym that I was at that my trainer actually said, look, you know, you, you've really like taken this on board and you seem like, you know, you love coaching people. So she encouraged me to do my Cert 3, Cert 4 um, and that, that's how this whole fitness journey started. Amazing. Um, yeah. So so sounds like there's lots of longevity around what you're talking about, either from a work perspective, um, uh, kind of healing, and then training, right? Mm. So what would you just say to people currently, you know, going through COVID? And you're probably probably saying this to your your clients at the moment when they say, um, uh, look, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. What would you say? What are you saying well, to people out there? Well, I'm just saying they're not alone, yeah. first of all, um, because everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Um, some do it tougher than others. Um, if you like, for example, if you're single and you don't have a partner, so the loneliness is really bad. Um, so thank goodness you can have a bubble buddy. Um, and second is I feel for parents that have really young children, like. Their their concentration span is like five minutes. How do you expect a preppy, a grade two, or a grade you know, sit there on a Zoom and learn things? Yeah. Um. So it's t- it's really really tough. So I try to tell them to keep their daily lives as much routine as they can, and um use the time that we're allowed to go outside to do those the exercise whether it's rain hail thunder you go you just you got to get out get some fresh air get some sunshine if it you know it's the sun shining in melbourne today's beautiful Mm. a little bit windy but like you know just get that fresh air and keep the normality and the routine as much as possible um and eat healthy um and don't visit Dan Murphy's. That's yeah, you That's know, a tough one. Uh, it is a tough one. And you know, I had this conversation with um 
one of my friends, I said, why? Why are gyms closed and freaking Dan Murphy's open 24-7? Like, you know, what the hell? And then he turned around and he said to me, there are alcoholics, like people that are like literally are alcoholics. It actually does not do them any any good if you shut bottle shops down because they would actually be worse off. Um, And I went, okay, if you look at it like that. Mm. But so, so, so is the gym. There are gym junkies out there that are doing it so tough because they can't get to the gym to do their exercise. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the one thing that, um, you know, I've stopped watching 11 o'clock news. I've, uh, I, I decided to. Long, long time ago. <laughs> I decided I'd either take my puppy for a walk or I do something else, uh, yep. because it's just like that all that mindset stuff. Like you know, um, it's all that stuff that you absorb, you start to to become. And I yep. find that interesting that you know the polys they never mention anything about how important it is to exercise or move or eat well. You know, yeah. uh, to boost. We, we all know that if you're fit and if you're consuming, um, you know, like lots of plant-based fiber, nutri- nutritionally dense food, that you know, your cells are going to be working more efficiently than yeah. if you're going to give it food that it's not going to do you well. Like, don't get me wrong, I love, I love junk food. You know, I love eating yeah. my mom's food. I love all that tasty stuff. But I know that I'm not going to feel great if I consistently consume that. Yeah. So yeah. that's the one thing where there should be more messaging around, hey, guys, go for a walk. Like I remember when totally. I was young, life be in it. Is that it? You remember yes. life be in it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. The guy went for a walk. Yeah. Why don't they do uh-huh. that? Why don't they uh-huh. have like a two? I think they do it in Korea or China or somewhere where it's like 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock TVs or something comes on and everybody does some kind of movement. Movement, yeah. Some kind of exercise. Yeah, I globally totally agree. So, you know, as much as we're in a lockdown, but you have those two hours that you're allowed to be outside exercising. So use it, do something, go for a walk, go for a ride, you know, just get some fresh air. And that actually changes the whole, your whole body, your mindset. Yes. And stop listening to the news. That's yes. just, you know, that just is just forever hounding how many cases there are today, you're going to be like this and this and this. Like it's it's just if you listen to that day in, day out, how how depressed do you get? Like it's just and you just dwell on it. You just yeah. absolutely dwell on it. Um, and the other thing is, you know, find a new hobby, you know, something something you wanted to do but you never had time to do it because you're so time poor or you're not time poor now because there's, you know, so many things that you're, you know, you're not allowed to do. So you should be putting in some time to do something that you have always wanted to do but haven't been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right? you, you don't all have to be powerlifters like Pam. <laughs> no, definitely not. Because people sit there and they go, I'm not like you. Of course you're not. I'm me and you're you. It's all right. Yeah. We, we, we made differently anatomically you got different strengths and weaknesses than I do, you know? Yeah, totally. So totally. But you just have to move. It has to be the some whole, kind of movement. Yeah, the whole sed- sedentary um, movement, which, you know, um, it's what 
is really hampering your mindset as well. And there is studies out there that they talk about that people with obesity actually is more likely to catch COVID than those that are not. Yeah, I read that study too. I definitely read that one. And, you know, I did a Twitter post the other day. It's like, yeah, maybe we should talk about how important it is to have cardiovascular health, respiratory health, low BMI, just the, the, the basics, the stuff that you just, you know, constantly see. But you need to be able, like, if you're 30 and you're walking up the stairs and you're tired, there's something wrong there. Oh, definitely. 30, you should be, that's, especially males, that's prime time. That's, you are in prime age then. But there's never, it's not too late to reverse, um, reverse all of these, you know, symptoms or it's never too late. You can always start with the basics, which is go for a walk. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Totally. That's what you start with. Go for a walk. And oh, I, I want, I want, yeah, and and I want to bring it back to like the, uh, I had this as a topic of of today, but you know mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, four week challenges. I put four week challenges, weight training, and women over forty because we're both women. Yep. Some of us are over forty, not yet. Yep. Um, way over. Know, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there was a big thing on TV on the internet. I don't know if you were aware of if you were a part of it. The whole four week challenge idea. What, mm. ha, have you experienced that, or what are your thoughts on yes. that? Yes. Well, okay. At the beginning, uh, when I started my fitness journey, I used to do twelve week challenges. But what I did find that was by the week six or seven around there, people would drop off. Twelve weeks is tend to be really really long for people to stay so strict for so long okay um so then I would reduce it down to eight weeks and that was that was pretty good too but then I found the six six weeks mark was where they fell off on that as well so I thought I need to change this up because by then they've they've their mindset somewhere along the line, that six-week mark began to be too much. And then so if you drag it on for another two weeks, it just wasn't it wasn't working. So then I thought, okay. So I've been looking at, you know, my Instagram, Facebook and stuff, and all these people doing like 30-day, 28-day challenges. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. Short, sharp, see what the results are because all the other challenges that I was doing, they saw a lot of great results in that first four weeks. Um, so then I just cut it back. And then what happened was after that four weeks, I go, oh, that's it's like a FOMO thing. Oh, that's it. Four weeks is done. They go, no, I'm just seeing results. I want to keep going. So that was where that mindset of that four weeks changed into eight weeks. Then at the end of that eight weeks, it's sort of like every four-week block we were doing mm. it. So this is like long-term, but a cheeky little four-week kind of yes. block with a break yeah. kind of. You're like, yeah, hey, you've done yeah, the that's first right. hurdle. Yeah. Ah. yeah. It, was, so, it was. sounds like adherence like, to me. Yes. Okay. So now they are long-term clients and we do these 30-day blocks every every month. Mm. Um, and I get better results and they are adhering it to even to 16 weeks. So you'll see me post a lot of my 
challenges at 30 days of their results and then I will post them again at 16 weeks because, you know, there's all these memes that come out, you know, um, four weeks you see your, um, you see changes, eight weeks you feel amazing, 12 weeks is when people start to notice and then 16 weeks everything is, you know, you've, you've made your mind up, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life because you've been seeing all the results coming along all the way through. Um, so, yeah, so the full, the for me, four weeks challenges has just hit the spot right there. Um, and, yeah, and that's pretty much the success of how my four weeks challenges run. So I run them, you know, in blocks of four weeks yeah, now. Yeah. And people that continue can stay on and then they keep going as well. Have you ever, ever had a time where there was some some people that it took them a while to kind of get into the groove of the four week oh, or three day. And then always. by the time of the third week, it's like, oh, I got, more, you know, people get sick, people have kids. Like what would you recommend to people who really struggle with that? Okay. So then, so then I'm, what I would do is um, just listen to what, what their problem is um, and then we can either, you know, hone down on what their goals were and just re-evaluate everything. Yeah. And sometimes it might be it's just too difficult. Then we'll go, okay, we'll just pause it, you know, give yourself a week or so, and then we'll come back, come back to it. And then most most of the time they are um ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready to, you know, come back again. Mm-hmm. Not always, but most of the time. But that's, I guess, where um, as a coach, that's where you come in and you touch base with them. Mm. So I always follow up with people to make sure, you know, they're doing, you know, they're okay for starters and seeing whether they want to come back, are they ready to come back, what's holding them back, um, and really d- delve into their why, I guess. Mm. It sounds like everyone's journey is different. Yes, Mm, not not one isn't the one, same as the other. You're on the, nah. we're on this completely different timeline, and, and that's okay. Mm. Yeah, totally. And it takes people a lot more than four weeks to get totally into it, and that's fine too. Definitely, because I mean, there's a lot of the times um, people come to you as a coach, and you're like, um, they come to you and they're like, well, I've been, how long have you been like this? I've been like this since my kids was born. My kid was born. How old's your kid? 10. Yeah. And it's, that's it's actually very common. You know that. It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a yeah. long time. So we're usually quite hard on ourselves and, you know, it's, um, it's a long, it's a long, it's a long distance run. Yeah. It this is. Journey. It is. And like some people, um, that I've coached, right? So like you said, it's taken them 10 years to get to where they are, but they some of them expect three months. 30 days. Go back to it. Yeah. 30 days, please, and, Pam. And, yeah. But, well, I tell them that's not really? achievable. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. I so, so that's the question I ask. So how long have you been feeling like this? How long has it taken you to get to where you are? And then they'll say, you know, however many years. And I go, and you expect, do you expect that 30 days is going to revert, reverse that? I said, you know, if that's the case, 
then you've come to the wrong person because it's not going to happen. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I totally get it. It takes time. Speaking of time, I was I was a flick through Pam's Instagram. <laughs> lots of lots of um, strength training, Pam. Lots yes. of strength training. I love strength. Where training. did the passion for strength training come from? Um, so it started when I was introduced to CrossFit back in 2012, I would mm-hmm. say, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. I fell in love with the sport. It's got everything, weightlifting, uh, Olympic lifting, gymnastics, oh, everything you can think of, um, and I just I just loved it. Why? Um, huh? Why did you love strength training? Why? Oh, because I like lifting heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I just say, and, like, again, if, pa- if people are watching these, people are listening, I tell you, Pam is this pocket rocket petite thing. Everyone would definitely, like, when you walk in, when people walk into a gym, if they see Pam, they'll be like, I want that body. You know what I mean? No. They want that body. That's true. I'm telling you the truth from my <laughs> personal experience. Sorry, I'm just going to say my personal experience, right? <laughs> so you, you are, like, you are someone that, I would definitely idolize because, you know, you go for that strength. So how do you do that? And what would you say to people who have that constant fear of lifting weights and putting on weight and being, you know, oh, I don't want to put on weight. Oh, my God. I don't want to look fat. Bulk up. Bulk up. That's do you the know how hard it is <laughs> to build muscle as a woman? Yeah. Especially when you're Asian. <laughs> I love it. Um, we, as women, we need strength training to prevent osteoporosis. That's first and foremost. Second is mobility. And I want to be able to get down onto the floor and get back up when I'm 60, 70 years old and not rely on on a cane or a walking stick to do that. Um, but first and foremost is muscle mass helps you burn body fat. It increases your basal metabolic rate so that, you know, you can burn fat and you don't put on that the weight um, and you just feel strong and you, you're you empowered, actually. That's that's what it is. Um, so the strength came, training came from the fact that I really loved it and I saw results when I did it. Um, and I've just gone from, from, from there. Uh, Obviously, you need to get the right coach to tell you how to do those things properly. Um, make sure your form's correct. So fortunately for me, um, most of the gyms or places that I've been to have, have been fantastic. Um, and you just, it, it, it comes with practice, okay? And that's the other thing. Some people go, oh, I can't do that. It's too heavy. But but if you get the right coach, um, coaching, it really helps. It helps you a lot. And don't be scared of it. Like once you get the knack of it, you, you'll just love it. And also it's very, very hard to get bulky. It's very, very – you have to eat a tremendously a lot of food mm. in order to get big. Look, there are some people out there that are very – like they can. They can just – lift something and they get really big but it's very rare your average female does not do that Mm, it's mm. it's it's just yeah your average 
person, female. Um, I can only say for females because, you know, um, that's pretty much uh, the the demographics that I coach. Mm. Males even, for them, they want to bulk up. They want to look, you know, lean and, and strong. Um, but you've got to get that out of your head that by lifting weight you get bulky. It's mm. it's hard and you have to be eating surplus of food. Yeah, which is like a lot and not moving. And not moving yeah. as well. You could definitely put on fat. It's not going to be muscle. Yes. I guarantee that. That's right. The biggest yeah. thing I've seen in terms of why fitness, why strength training is important, the, uh, and I'll use my personal experience too. One, I had a client who was 60 plus and who's really kyphotic, so really rounded shoulders, but we did lots of strength training and she never felt better, right? Mm. The other one is my mum. When she recently had surgery, she's 80. The doctors couldn't believe how quick her recovery was from invasive surgery and radiation. So they couldn't mm. believe it because yeah. she didn't have any kind of heart conditions because she was fit all her life, but because she was able to lift herself up from the bed. Yes. Yeah. And that's when you know how important your health and fitness is when you can lift yourself out of the bed and when somebody doesn't need to wipe your butt. <laughs> That's very yeah. humbling. That's very humbling. Yes. But this yeah, is yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And like as we age, our um, appetite decreases. And so, and it's because, you know, we they stop eating and then, then your muscle mass starts to lose. And then you start to lose strength. Um, and then that's when you can't pick yourself up off the bed. You know what I mean? And then everything to then just spirals out of control. Now, I, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah. And you you've definitely touched on how important it is for females, you mm. know, especially when we stop menstruating and how yep. it just sucks the life out of you with the lack of estrogen, like, Yep. You need estrogen for your, you, you know, your um to look younger. We need that mm. that that um I've, lo- I've got I've gone blank with what what it is. What's the collagen? Collagen. Yeah. <laughs> it basically sti- stimulates the collagen. You know, your bone strength, um, elasticity, um, in your ligaments, all that stuff. Yeah, but in saying that, so I do supplement. Okay, because my body is not producing it and our food, it doesn't matter if you say to me you're eating organic, but it does not deliver the nutrient that it used to 30, 40 years ago, right? So I do supplement and people go, oh, you know, why would you do that if you eat healthy? I go, I've eaten healthy before, but it hasn't done done it for me. Um, So I've started supplementing about six, seven years ago and I haven't looked back. And yeah. like, you know, if people keep commenting and saying to me that I look younger than I really am, mm. then I know that the the supplements and the nutrition that I'm doing is, you know, is where I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So it's it's just that all these touch points, you know, you spoke about it. It's the um, you know, the education part, keeping mm-hmm. the brain fresh. Um, you know, the constant changes. I mean, you don't have to have big changes, but you can learn things, habits, yep. nutrition, yep. 
exercise, you know, you mentioned family, all those touch points and not being hard on yourself and supplementation. It's all like a little, it's like an upside down pyramid with food being at the bottom, bottom or top. So if you flip a pyramid, yeah, nutrition, the movement, all that stuff, you know, and, you know, supplement could be there for you at the bottom. It's there to supplement your lifestyle and your nutrition. That's right. And people always ask me, how come you're, you know, you've got so much energy? What like I never had that much energy until I started to look at what I was eating, what I was supplementing with, and how I would recover from training. So, you know, and it is so true, you cannot out train a bad diet. You it's not, it's just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, obviously. We're going to allow for the simple pleasures in life because it tastes good and yes. we only live once. That's but then right. again, the habit has to stick in. Yeah, the well, they're, they're, they're the sometime food and they're the, you know, um, you know, once in a week or once in a while indulgent. Yeah. Um, so I get this question all the time. So you don't drink. No, I don't drink. Why do you not drink? Wow, a couple of things. First of all, when I drink, I feel awful and I'm like drunk for like three days and it only takes like two or three sips of champagne really? or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do well with alcohol. Okay. And I just think like my body's my temple. Alcohol is a poison. And why do why do I want to put that into mm-hmm. my body? People mm-hmm. go, but it feels good. I go, really? Mm. For how long? Mm, mm, mm. Um, so that's one thing. But but because I don't drink, I'm not going to say you can't drink. Yep. All I am asking is that you don't do it every day. Yeah. And then, you know, and then at, on the weekends it goes into two or three bottles. That's mm. all I'm asking. I'm not saying you can't because I don't, Yeah. right? That's my choice. That's your mantra. And it, that's right. So if it's your choice that you want to do it, that's fine. All mm. I'm asking, like I said, is the quantity of mm. the alcohol that you consume mm. because it's very easy to go one glass, oh, that was so nice, take another one. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm feeling really relaxed. And then before you know it, you've done a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I remember training someone and she accidentally, she's like, oh, I'm not losing anything, I'm not changing. And I was like, Instagram says something else, but also accidentally dropped a, a comment saying, oh, that bottle of rosé went down well. And I was mm. like, you know, yeah. the only person you lie to is yourself. Exactly. You know the Scales truth. don't lie. Measurements don't yeah. lie. Um, in Photos saying don't that, lie. Yeah. In saying that, there's definitely obviously allowances um, and quantity makes a big difference over time. And these days there's so much like – low calorie drinks that you can you know if you've got the habit of drinking if we can get you down to like one glass every second day as opposed to every day that's great that's a great win mm. for you yeah exactly you know or the low cal the other day i was at dan murphy's i was and um <laughs> i saw this thing it's like a it's called the seltzer i think it's an american thing where it's like alcoholic but it's got a low cal peachy something I would okay. possibly just have a vodka if I wanted to have that. But I was like, hey, that's a good idea, you know. It's a good mm. idea to help you win this battle in terms of long term. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, look, uh, yeah, I, I agree totally. It's it's a win if you can reduce the amount. Yeah. Um, so tell me, in saying that, um, Pam, you got the, you like the body of a holy grail. Tell me one <laughs> thing. Can you come come and, and sit with us humans for a while? Can you tell me something like, you know, a bit naughty? I don't know why I said it that way. That you like? My vice? Yeah, tell me what you've been. Yo, tell me what your okay. day. Although there's lots. So really? My vice is packets of chips. I'm a savory oh, person, savory. and oh my god, you can't go. You can't go past chips. <laughs> um, doesn't matter what flavor; they're all good. Um, and I'm not a sweet tooth, so I don't like. You know, people got this thing about chocolate. I, I just go, no, not nope. not me. But you know, and also hot chips as well. So you savory um, so person. That's, yeah, I'm a savoury person. Um, and you know what? I love sushi. I love kebabs. I like, you know, I love pizza. So I had pizza last night with the kids. Um, so, Me I mean, too. like, a, yeah. Homemade. But, like, you know, it's a sometimes food. I don't eat pizzas every day and mm-hmm. I don't have chips every day. I don't have these vices every day. You know, like, if I if I choose to have it, yeah, I, I'll, I'll have it. But that I don't make a sense. habit of it. That definitely makes habit. sense. So give me three points people can utilize to get on that consistency train, especially now during COVID. This is like this, we just keep getting slapped. It's like going to the beach when you're young and then you see this wave, you get smashed and it keeps getting smashed. You just don't have time. And then if you have long hair, your hair's all over your face, you can't even <laughs> see, you know, you got no chance. Okay. So yeah. can you please help these people out? who are in the ocean getting slapped around by these monumental COVID waves. Okay. So what's some so three points? What can we do? Three points yeah. um, is to get outside for those two. Well, not, it doesn't have to be the two hours. Just get, get outside. outside. Just get outside. Fresh air, sunshine, vitamin D. Yeah. Um, drink plenty of water. That's free. Yeah. And then finally for me is food, like, you know, like you said, nutritionally dense food. Um, Not to say that you deprive yourself, but food that you can consistently have to fuel your body. Like a go-to. And then you feel good. Go-to, good go-to. Okay, so my go-to is Greek yogurt and berries. Mm. Love it for snacks. Um, my other snacks that I always have is a, a boiled egg, a piece of fruit, a small mandarin or, or an apple, and some nuts. All your macros are hit yep. in the three. So simple. Um, and my, you know, my go-to food-wise in in the winter, probably just veggies and chicken, chicken and veggies, um, and yeah. And fish. It sounds you're making it so simple. Just sounds, it has to be simple. That's it. Because otherwise, it. you won't do it. Get I'm outside. No, chef. no, get outside. No. Water, food. You know your go-to meals. Whether it's your, you know, egg. Uh, it could be an egg wrap. Or it could be, um, yep. You know your yogurt and berries. A shake. Yep. Something that is going to keep you accountable and consistent because remember at the end of the day, it's you who's looking at yourself 
your your reflection in the mirror. And at the end of the day, if anything knock on wood ever happens to you, you want to be able to wipe your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Pam, I just want to say thank you for coming on. Pam, listen to Sally. my Centrelink rant. Pam was here <laughs> when I was late and she took That's us through this right. amazing journey. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Been and fun. I hope you enjoyed it. No, I loved it. It was really fun. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. This is not just another fitness podcast. Why? I touch on subjects that not only have I experienced, but most likely you or a person you know has probably experienced it as well. I created the Me Movement on the Mic to provide you with relatable content and information on areas of movement, mindset and health. Understanding that we all have experiences and stories to tell and that makes us resilient. I'm on a mission to help you filter through life, to help you break free of the fitness stereotypes and embrace you while still enjoying a gelato and two. So please join me, Sally, and let's get this episode started.